welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast. It's the comic podcast about comic books for Wednesday, January 31st. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Hello, oh everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for plopping us into your ears. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying us so far. Or one couple seconds. One month uh, done with this year already. That's right. Yeah. It's pretty much 2024 already. It's already done. <laughs> I can't even keep up. <laughs> January just flew by. I'm still writing 2019 on my checks. Yeah, I think you also, uh, double checking, I'm running it back. You said January 31st. Yeah. Is it February already? February 1st? Is it February 1st? Yes. When you oh, listen to this uh, now, see, look uh, at that. I'm calling the, yeah, the airs, come on. I'm, it's I'm, February. I'm jet lagged though, because I went on a trip. That's why. Oh, you did? Yeah, I'm, that's why I'm off. You're off. <laughs> yeah. Um, we flew on a less than an hour trip. <laughs> That's right. So you're off a different uh, time time yeah. zone. I now. miss a whole day. Yeah, because you, you went around the whole fifty earth. minute flight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we went to SoCal. That's right. Um, we went to Disneyland, which um, we got the season pass, right? Yeah. Which they call like Magic Key now. Yeah, all these special names they have yeah. just to suck your money out. But it's been out for like a year and then um, and then it sold out mm-hmm. for like a year and a half or something like that. Yeah. I think they just were just the hotness, the new thing. I didn't think they were going to sell it, so I didn't buy one right away. And then they sold out. So then I had to wait. And then as soon as they went on sale again, I was like, let's get them. You had no idea that they're going to sell out for so long too, that they're yeah. not going to, you know, put out more of them in another batch. Because pre-pandemic, you just buy whenever you want. There's no like limits. They didn't sell out. Yeah. Because they're not a physical thing. They're right. non-fungible, right? <laughs> NFTs. <they've... laughs> but It's all VR now. They sold out and then uh, I waited, felt like over a year and then they went on sale and then we were lucky enough to buy some because it went out out of stock again, like right away. That's true. We had a wait in of like a virtual queue of our own, right? Like the whole day, weren't yeah. you like logged in waiting for like it to be really on sale or we can mm-hmm. buy one ourselves? Yeah. I literally logged in in the morning and they just left it on until it was ready. That's crazy. Wow. So uh, we went finally for like, when was the last time we went? Like two years ago, maybe? I think so. I think a little bit less than two years now yeah um it was fun it was a good time I, I think it was like a short trip we've been a couple times already so it was more of just a, a weekend trip i think they welcome us back into yeah. disneyland you it was know? just uh like um scratching an itch yeah yeah sure and th- there was something new there that we got to see yeah there's a new ride um the mickey mouse railway ride R- run amok railway R- yeah something like that yeah and um it's one of those things where like once you're in the park you have to log in through the app and then request like to a ride and they'll put you in a queue a virtual queue and then it's all random right and yeah. that can sell that sends, sells out in like a minute for that day right right like what order you're in mm-hmm. right it's like kind of look of the draw if you don't do you it are. in that minute that it's open you're not getting it we did it at like 7 a.m yeah and the first time around we were super lucky we got like the f- like almost like the first group we're like number six out of like could be maybe a hundred out of the day right yeah and we're like right when we get in we got the first pretty much like the first batch of people to get to ride the ride that day yeah we went just straight to the ride yeah the ride technology is amazing yeah it's if you've ridden the star wars new ride it's the same idea of technology where there's like these trackless cars that's right yeah they're just ai automated know where to go and not hit anything yeah it's not ai but it's like i'm it's, sure it's ai it's tracking you it's through, alan iverson <laughs> Is tracking you through a little track, like with magnets, pushing your car along. I don't think and it's magnets. What is it? It's not? How is it? I think it just knows the physical space and oh, where okay. things are going to be. And it goes there. It's like, um, I guess like wheels underneath and pushing Yeah, it's around. like an artificial intelligence. Okay. So I'm correct. <laughs> it's smart. 
<laughs> it's pushing you around, right? And then yeah. as you push around and you watch and see everything, it's like a cartoony thing, but yeah, that's very cool. Like a like um. 2D things in a 3D space, which is super fun to see, you know? Yeah, I think the way they do it is um, 3D objects, like whatever it is, like a, a, a plant or a, a car, or, and then they project animation over that with like a projector. Yeah. So it looks like, you know, flat 2D things, but coming at you in 3D. It's like you're in Roger Rabbit, the movie. Right. Right. Yeah. If only there was a ride for that. Yeah. Once you just flop inside, you're 2D. Exactly. You're a cartoon. Yeah. Um, the whole experience is fun. They have like the little um, pre-show thing like a lot of rides do. Oh, yeah. Especially the big ones now. And that was very entertaining and surprising uh, a way that, um, that there's like a big thing in that, in that show that I was like, well, how do they do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? In the, yeah. the presentation? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, I like how it's like the whole theming is like um, these like fake movies right. that like Mickey is in. Mm-hmm. And it's all just cop or like, you know, all the Disney characters are in. Yeah. And so copies of real movies that we see already, like Mighty Ducks or, you right. know, uh, a Freaky Friday. Something random movies like that. And mm-hmm. those are like posters on the wall. They like cartoonized it. I thought it was funny because I saw, what was it Goofy Friday? Yeah. Copy of Freaky Friday. And I thought it was Friday the movie the starring why, why Ice Cube. they do that? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, the cover thought, didn't even look like that. I thought that was a cool, like, little, like, tease at everybody. Like, oh, there's a Friday poster on the wall. <laughs> what, with the goofy on it? No, it was for dead presidents. <laughs> Menace of society? <laughs> uh, okay, I'll say about this um, for Disneyland in general. Yeah. Some of the food is, like, overhyped. Oh, maybe. Corn dogs? Meh. Well, that's your opinion. I love the corn dogs there most of the time. I'd rather not have them. <laughs> Uh, what is it? Churros? Like, if it's the plain one, it's not worth it. But if you get the churros with all the crap on it, I'm down. What kind of crap do you like on your churro? Um, like the drizzles? Marshmallow fluff or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to shy away from, I'm not going to say no to caramel and chocolate. Sometimes there's peanut butter drizzle. Sometimes you dip it in something. A dipping sauce, right? Like nacho yeah. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a donut. <laughs> I, I'm completely opposite for when it comes to my fried dough. Yeah. Like donuts, like churros. Mm-hmm. I like the fundamentals, get it down. Kind of almost as plain as possible as long as the <laughs> found our, our fundamentals are here. Okay, you know? you're a purist. Yes, it's when it comes to my fried dough mm. pastries. So how many beignets did you get? Not th- None this time around. <laughs> but I was like conservative about my food intake this trip because we eat so much at, when we go to Disneyland. Yeah. It's a fun time. But I was like, I want to also enjoy the other times I'm not eating where I'm, I don't have like an upset stomach while I'm on a ride. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, I I think I plan it up pretty good. Yeah. I think the way to go, um, if you're a power park user, like you're trying to maximize your um, all the rides and what you're doing that day. Oh, yeah. I'd say go veggie. Oh. A lot of the vegetarian things will fill you up but won't bog you down. And I think a lot of them taste better. Interesting. Okay. Like, what what are veggie things did you really enjoy? So, like, um, there's a Star Wars restaurant, like a pick up and go thing. Yeah. And the, it's like it's like a, a Ronto wrap, which is like uh, it's a wrapped Ronto. Uh, <laughs> it's like uh, what, what's a, what's a? It's like a pita. With and- a pita with a meat sausage in it. Yeah. Yeah. Meat sausage. They have a um, slaw in there, maybe impossible meat version that has a slaw. And that's way more flavorful, I think. Really? Okay. Because the meat one doesn't have that slaw. That extra taste to it? Uh, yeah. I, I remember that one. I prefer the meat one. I think my whole philosophy is totally different. Like, I actually want to go keto and, like, oh, eat okay. everything. No carbs. 
carbs. No carbs, right? That's my approach. Except for the fried dough covered in sugar. That's the dinner time, you know. <laughs> I strategize. That's all at the end of the day. Oh, sorry, okay. Right, keto up to like, what, 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I can go all out. <laughs> you did have like meat on a asleep. stick this time. Right, I had that, that a barbecue, right? yeah. a skewer. Yeah. That's a good, and then I had it with a, a pickle. That's the first time I really had like a whole pickle by itself, like, yeah. you know, not chopped up in a sandwich. Okay. It was good. You like it? Is that your go-to Disneyland snack now? I would say no. I, I think I get it. I get why people buy it there. Yeah. But it's it's not going to be my go-to. Any, like I mean, I don't think I'll get it again. But I, it's I get it. It's tasty. I got a chimichanga. That's a new thing this, this yeah, time around. I never had that before there. And I didn't know that it was just like, it was just beans inside. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, no meat. And it tastes good. And it was better, I think. I mean, talk about like you, you your stomach. It's like fried, yeah. you know, a fried burrito, a right. bean burrito. Yeah. What, what could go wrong? How'd you feel after that? Great. <laughs> There's no meat to bog me down. Right. Okay. I was like, let's go. I'm ready to do anything now. No, no, nothing's holding you back. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, in general, the park is still... I was expecting to be more crowded. Yeah. But it was, you know, still average. I think uh like I think it was gonna be more crowded than it was. I felt like a pretty good experience this time around. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. I mean there was maybe slight drizzles with the rain. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe that's, that's what you away that's what people. you want. Yeah. Right. It's not too harsh where you're having a bad time, but people not are not wouldn't want to go so bad that it's crowded. Right. Yeah. I think you and I are also like we're like power users where we mastered it. Yeah. Because we got the lightning lane thing, which is like the fast pass. Yeah. And like we know exactly how to use that. Some people I feel like they get that and they don't know how to use it. You plan ahead, strategize. Well, you have to come up with a game plan. Yeah, because that thing is kind of like skip the line. Not kind of like skip the line, but there's still a line. It's a shorter line. Yeah, and depending on because what you do is you, like you reserve the next open slot to use it, right? Right. Time window to use it, but you don't want to use it when the line of the ride is short. Right. Because I saw people using it. It's like a 10 minute wait in line, but they're using the lightning lane. I was like, you're wasting that. I saw that too. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You just wait in line for 10 minutes. And then if you want to ride it again later, use the lightning lane when the line is an hour long. Right, right, right. You get plan ahead. Yeah, so I, I almost want to like stop people and be like, "You're using it wrong." That's that's bad for us as the other yeah, people know, in the waiting yeah. in line. <laughs> <laughs> but I just um, I hear people complaining about it, and I'm like, it's because you don't know how to use it. When I th- I actually want to complain about it right now. When okay, I think about it, I think like. If nobody had that at all, if it wasn't an option, the general audience would have like an average experience. Like it's like, it's just the like people true, paying more are going to have a, a better experience. It's just, a, it, it's outweighed, right? It's it, Everyone else that's not using it has a worse time, right? But they save money. They say, Who saves money? The people that didn't pay for it. Yeah, but I just don't have it at all. So everyone saves money. And it's just like a little bit more even. There's, there's more of a gap between people that have it and people that don't. Uh, that's my philosophy in the whole thing. Um, that's wrong. What? Okay. <laughs> you know why Disneyland does it? It's one, yeah, they get extra money for people that buy it. Yeah. But the time that they're not in line, they're in stores buying more stuff. That's so true. it's like double the money. If everyone's in line, they can't buy stuff. So that's what Disney is trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think they're at the end of the day, they just want money. Yeah, but I mean, what I in my head, that feature is already included in the price. I'm buying it. Or I could save money and not get it. Yeah. 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 So it's that. not like um the default is not getting it. For me, the default is getting it or save twenty bucks. It's not yeah. buy your ticket and then spend extra twenty bucks. For me, that's not <laughs> 
for me, it's like I'm getting it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's your that's my, your park experience. That's what your base level is at. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, it's doubling up my enjoyment. Sure. Yeah, and and it is funner when you have it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Just gotta know how to use it. Yeah, you, you, we have to run a class. You have yeah. to if you want to buy our multi-level <laughs> marketing class. <laughs> course yeah right subscribe how to do theme park passes honestly i with the that big market i think there's a crowd for it all right well let's yeah forget this podcast let's do do something else (laughs) all right um if we haven't scared you off yet thank you for staying daniel why don't you explain how the show works here at the reader copy podcast we split up into three bits first up we'll run down everything that came up in the news regarding comic books in the middle we'll typically talk about a comic book but we're switching up today we're going to be actually playing our our showrunner hats and creating our own dc shows like you know casting things like that. Talk about a show you want to create in DC. And then at the end, we'll talk about our side stories. We've been watching, reading, any entertainment we've uh, feasted on this week. All right. There's some good news. Let's get into it. The trailer for the second Shazam movie has dropped. And um, by dropped, I mean like they just like let it go. Released it. It fell. It's more like it. Wow. Are you, you're not feeling the fury of the gods. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Did you like what you saw? No, I did not. Uh, it's. I uh, was surprised by how much I liked the first one. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm going to like the second one. Automatically, no. It doesn't mean I give, um, I don't give them, um, what does it call it? Um, carte blanche? Not carte. Uh, a pass? Uh, there's a specific term I'm looking for that I can't find. <laughs> Your favor? I don't know. I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. Oh wow! Yeah. Thank you. They I am a mind Ooh, reader. You got it. Wow. So there. I'm not giving it to them. <laughs> you can't have it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just felt like this. You, you're right. Your words are right. It's plopped a bit. Thank you. Like, this is my words. Yeah. Thank you. I think I had. I saw this as possibly being pretty dang good. Like what you said, because. I think because I didn't see any trailers yet, like really get the vibe of the movie yet. Uh-huh. And it, to be, to be honest, I don't want to be ageist, but this trailer mm. feels old. Yeah. Am I, am I wrong? Zachary Levi's too old. He's too old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just felt like, uh, uh, it's not super fun as much as maybe the first movie was. And you think they're going for, cause you're talking about Helen Mariner, right? Am I, am I wrong with that? Even Le- Lucy Liu in a, in a little bit. It just seems like such a weird casting to have both of them. Yeah, as the main villains that are um, elderly, is that offensive? I don't uh, know. I think they're playing with like she's a, a Greek god, very ancient, right. against these these superheroes who are technically children. Exactly. So they're going very opposite. It makes that like the dichotomy of the two of them. Yeah, they have they have a thing to. They're both they're also new to this, right? So they have a thing yeah. to learn. Right. I mean, literally, powers they just got. Well, they have these powers for millennia, or whatever. How. Mm-hmm. Are they are they got what well, they called free of the gods? But I think they're not quote unquote gods. They're like daughters of gods, like demigods. Is that what it is? I guess so. They're, they're called the daughters of Atlas, who is a god in the okay. regular Greek mythology. Is it Atlas? Yeah. Okay. So there's three of them apparently. There's Helen Mirren. There's Lucy Liu, and then I think Rachel Zegler, who is Who's not shown in this or what? That's the uh, the girl from West Side Story. She's in the trailer. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Don't know the the main actress from West Side Story. She She's, she seems to be on um, uh, Shazam's side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't catch that. Because honestly, watching the trailer, I still don't... 
Yeah. It's very like surface level of what's going on. I don't get idea of the plot. Um, I guess, you know, they just want their powers back. They're like, it's a sham. This guy took our powers and gave it to his family, but yeah. he does, they don't deserve it. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe the powers were stolen, right? You don't really know the wizard's backstory. I, he messed up once, gave it to the wrong person. Right, right. <laughs> so like, yeah, we he does a bad job. He's not a good picker. <laughs> he should not be the captain of a... Uh, a dodgeball team. Do you like how in the second movie already, it's like a whole family of heroes? Like a lot of them already. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I do. Yeah, me neither. You wish it like built up to them? Because I think originally it's just like him. And then after a while, he gets it two. While, yeah. And it was like one or two. Yeah. Now it's like all of them. There's like six of them. They, I think they just instantly wanted to make like a group of them, like a Power Rangers or something. Yeah. It kind of dampens his kind of appeal, Shazam. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm guessing possibly early in the movie, the rest of them lose their powers. Right. By Helen Mirren taking them back. And then it's just Shazam. But I don't want to see the movie. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It doesn't look appealing to me. And it's also kind of like the end of this whole universe because James Gunn is wiping everything clean. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good point. I mean, it's it looks like uh, maybe like a uh, those old, like maybe 2000s, like um, disaster movies with them, with like the roots really? growing in. Yeah. And then also like Fantastic Beasts. With all oh, the different monsters. There's like a dragon thing, right? There's a dragon. There's an ogre. I yeah. think there's like different, like just like mythical griffins or whatever, like mythical beasts that come out of nowhere. Mm. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm feeling it. I don't, I'm not going to have high hopes for this movie. Um, spoiler alert for the first one. There was an uh, end credit scene. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I don't even remember. No. It was the little evil worm guy. Oh, really? <laughs> I forgot. Who's a Shazam villain? Shazam's villain. There's a like a bookworm guy that's his arch enemy. Yeah, um, but he was in the end credit. I was like, "Where's that guy? I want to see that guy." You, do you think he's the, the mastermind? Do you think he's Atlas? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think Shazam is such a, like an old comic book. Yeah, from the origin. So it's like so weird. They just threw out random ideas. They right. they didn't think. Um, 60 years from now It's gonna be a blockbuster movie mm-hmm. They didn't have motion pictures back then They didn't think they were gonna inspire um, The king of rock and roll what? <laughs> Do you ever talk about No In the Elvis oh, movie yeah. Right <laughs> When he was a kid He's really into Shazam comics He's like Yeah Super dancing And he had like a lightning bolt around his neck I love that <laughs> Yeah, HBO cross promotion. Yeah, there you go. But this movie, I'll wait till it's on HBO to watch it. Oh, really? You're not gonna watch it in the theater? You don't like yeah. theater experience as much as I do. I just like it's just not for every movie. Yeah, I feel like this, this coming um, Shazam one is last year's uh, Morbius for me. It's gonna be a huge flop, and you're just ignoring it almost. Like I don't need to watch it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. If, <laughs> I was trying to decide which one do I care less about, this or Aquaman two. Oh, what? Yeah, and I. I I think it's this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for, for sure on that camp. Like, I really want to see Aquaman two more than this. Really? No, I'm not super excited, but it's just like that's just fun, dumb. I can very, for sure turn my brain off. This one is like, and that one likes. I mean, they had so much two what two billion dollars. I want to turn my eyes off. <laughs> uh, I, I think they. I think they had plans to expand the universe of these gods in the yeah. Shazam camp of things, but I mean, we're literally going to come to a halt with this. So it's like there's no excitement building up. Well, I mean, like technically, if you want to get very specific about it, yeah, there's no definitive connection between Shazam and the Justice League movies. Oh yeah, because you know none of the actors appeared in the first Shazam, right? 
There's a reason they didn't show Superman's head. True. <laughs> so this could carry on if they wanted to, but I think they won't because of financial <laughs> reasons. Yeah. They want to start fresh with everything. Yeah. And I don't think this movie's going to make a lot of money. I th- yeah, I agree. I also don't agree uh, Zachary Levi was the great pick from the, from the mm. start. Mm. Yeah. Especially when he's standing next to The Rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even with a muscle suit, he's going to get pummeled. I know. Right. They need to give The Rock like a demuscling suit. Oh, really? <laughs> to make him even out. Just give him a fat seat. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, not super excited about the Shazam movie. Sorry to say. Yeah. Uh, but another story out of DC, just like we said, James Gunn and Peter San- Safran, they're cleaning slate, I think. They want a better continuity with their with their movies and their TV shows, yeah. just like Marvel. Cleaning house, right? So they have put a kibosh on both Titans and Doom Patrol. Right. Two series that uh, have been some big fan popularity. Yeah. I mean, four seasons in total, and they're coming to a each. conclusion. Each. Right. Correct. Um, and I, I still want to finish both of them, I think. Like, yeah. especially now, actually, that I know it's going to come to a close, like there's a conclusion. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about that. And that's, that was a big thing. Like, they saw the writing on the wall, the, the showrunners. Right. And they're like, we're going to give a conclusive end to the, the characters' stories. Is that for both of them? In case, yeah. Both shows? For okay. both of them. Cool. Because I know um, Doom Patrol, the showrunner for that came out and said, the finale of Doom Patrol is going to be somewhat of a series finale. Series finale? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Titans, I've I've enjoyed Titans more. I've watched more of that than Doom Patrol. But like, yeah, like you said, now that we know it's over, I know where the end point is. I could maybe catch up. I mean, these two shows were never connected to the movie universe, right? But I think it's more or less, like you said, they want to make shows that are connected to the movies. Yeah. So I think having this continue on would have confused things in a way or... Mm-hmm. Just uh, you know, budget have to has to sure. navigate towards this too. So yeah, maybe they really want to continue on the connected universe, even in the movies on the HBO Max stuff, wherever it plops on. Yeah, like if you want to, you know, have the TV shows connected, you have to start over if you're starting over with the movies because you know there's established characters in this show already. Oh, good point. Like they have a Batman, you've seen him. And they don't want that guy to be the Batman of the movies. So kaput, let's get him out of Bye. here. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Uh, in all, I think I'm not too sad about it. Ending at four seasons. That's, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty honorable, right? Yeah. Especially <laughs> with like DC shows. Yeah. They kind of run too long a lot of the time. Exactly. They, uh, uh, so one of your favorite shows, maybe Smallville. It was like way too long. <laughs> nah, I, I stopped watching after like halfway through. Exactly. And I think the worst offender of them all is like The Flash. Like he was, it was really so fast. It's taking pretty long to get to end. (laughs) It's like running circles around the world. It's repeating, right? So it's, it's just, uh, the quality goes down if it's just going on forever. And as much as we love these characters, we want to see them for, for so long, you know, appreciate the time we had with them. I did enjoy the shows that they, they brought something to, um, comic book shows that others couldn't like uh, the shows that you're talking about, like Flash and Arrow on CW. Right. You know, that's like network television. They can't do certain things. Whereas I remember on Titans, on the first episode, Robin was like, fuck Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm, 
I'm my own hero kind of guy. And they show people like dying and getting beat up. It's gruesome. Yeah. Characters yeah. get killed off. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's not it's not like a CW show. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think it's a, a level better. For sure. Yeah. It's. I mean, it didn't really start out as an HBO show, the two no. of them. Yeah. I think was it on DC Universe? Is that where they are? What? Yeah. So four seasons for a show that no one watched the first season. Two different platforms. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty audible. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sad to see some. I, Doom Patrol was the one I, I really liked because it yeah. was like so, these characters are so weird, so interesting. They all have their own quirks about mm. them. And uh, uh, yeah, well, that's fine. You know what I um, kind of admire Doom Patrol for is help rejuvenating Brendan Fraser's career. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They were a big proponent of that. Because I was surprised when he was cast in that. I was like, whoa, where has he been? I didn't know he still wanted to act. I didn't know he <laughs> turned into a robot. Turned into a robot. <laughs> yeah. And then now he's the talk of the town. That's true with the whale. I mean, he's showing up at mummy premieres. <laughs> you know, <I> <laughs> yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, <laughs> he showed up at, at a random showing of the mummy for some reason. Also, I saw that was um, available on the plane to watch the mummy on, on oh, like that's South Africa. Because, like, because of this, just yeah. he's in the news. I'm right. Like, oh, yeah, I'll watch the mummy. Why not? Let's but, ha- let's do a showing of Encino Man. See if he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that in whole. I've uh, seen bits of it on like oh, it's a good channel. Polly Shore. It's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Is it the best Polly Shore? No. No. What's no. the best one? Scorpion King. Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blast from the Past <laughs> I don't even know what that is It's really? a Brendan Fraser movie Oh, oh, oh okay um, In that movie he, yeah. His dad was like um, oh, oh, I know this uh, one. See, there you go I'm, yeah. I'm so good at describing this. <laughs> <laughs> this is, It's like Fallout, right? Yeah, he lived his whole life in like a bunker underground Yeah, I remember that Yeah <laughs> I think I've seen that too, actually. Yeah. But it's good to see him back, you know. Um, again, with like DC News, it's sad that he lost Batgirl, right? There's that. Yeah, that's another reason I really wanted to see that movie because he was the villain in it. Yeah, just to see more of him. And I've never seen him play a villain role. Interesting, yeah. There was that one HBO movie, actually, where he played like a gangster. And it oh, seemed really? like out of nowhere. Like, not a serious gangster, kind I of like a comedy. I don't know that movie. Yeah, I think Don Cheadle was in it. It's, it was kind of a throwaway movie. It was pretty bad. But good to see him back. <laughs> hey, welcome back, Brendan. All right. Well, uh, sad to see those shows go, but you know it's still on HBO Max. Go so check them out if you can. For sure, I'm gonna catch up. For I've been kind of lagging on that, but it's on my to watch list. Yeah, a show that I watched a lot was um, Hulu's The Bear. Oh right, I watched that like back to back, meaning I watched the whole season and started over and watched the whole season again. You double binged it. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was only six or eight episodes, and they're only like 22 minutes an episode. Sure. So it's easy to. Man, I thought yeah. I was the binger in the family when it comes to TV shows. No, but those are like sitcom runtimes. Yeah. I'm not doing hour-long dramas back-to-back. Did you like actually like do like a whole sitting and watch the whole show near near it, huh? Near it. Probably like at least half of the season in one sitting. That's like three three hours. No, no, not even. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. If it's 22 minutes an episode yeah. and four episodes, that's like not even an hour and a half. Yeah. So like the whole season's like... I'm gonna watch the whole season right I now. You can watch it by the end of this podcast if you it's want. It's a good show. It's pretty. It's pretty energetic, right? There's one episode that I think is like the best 20 minutes of television of the year. Jeez, really? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like a one take episode. Did it win any uh, Emmys or anything? I think it won some Golden kind of Globes. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it deserves it. Yeah, with with all the great actors in it. Yeah, and one of them is um, what's her name? Io Io Edebiri. Yes, yes. I got got it right. Um, 
I think she's really good in the show. She's actually like a comedian, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. She, she doesn't have like, a lot of laughs on the show. Yeah, it's a more like serious show. That's true. Right? But I think she uh, she's a stand-up, I think. Oh, cool. And she's now cast as a, I think, undisclosed role in Marvel's Thunderbolts movie. That's interesting to hear. Right. Uh, like, she does a pretty great job on the show, kind of like a, a second in command of the whole kitchen. Yeah. So maybe she could command something in this Thunderbolts. We really don't know. Is she going to be a Thunderbolt? I don't. I doubt it. You, don't, you doubt it? I, you have any ideas on it? Because she's role? like a petite. <laughs> you know, I don't see her as an action she's star. She's pretty small, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I could see her like being like um, Val's like assistant or something. That's what I wanted to see. What, in my head, uh-huh. Val is like kind of... Uh, a Nick Fury of right. the other side, right? Another another Nick Fury. Sure. So I can see her Io as possibly being a Maria Hill in a way. Okay. Yeah. Right? And kind of maybe a more snarky one when Nick Fury and Val are in the same room. Mm-hmm. Io is the one that's like with the snide comments on the side, <laughs> right? Like you said, she's maybe a stand-up comedian. She can come with something funny. Yeah. On the side, I think that that could work. It's funny because she's like a small person, but you know, against the, these superheroes, I wonder how she's gonna like treat them. Julia Lewis Dreyfus is pretty short too, so it's like yeah. kind of works. Yeah, maybe the, she saw something in her. See, the more and more I hear about this movie, the more I really want to see it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it's a pseudo sequel to Black Widow, right? With okay. a lot of the same players, Yelena Belova, mm-hmm. uh, Red Guardian, even um, Taskmaster, right? Yeah. So a lot of this is not the whole roster, but a lot of them are from that movie. Yeah, uh, that only makes me think like Yelena is the real focus of the movie, real lead. Yeah, yeah. Even though like Sebastian Stan is in it and. Um, U.S. agent are kind of like the other additions plus Ghost I think Ghost is going to be kind of forgettable in the movie I think we're not even going to see her <laughs> <laughs> they just said her she's in it she's a ghost yeah yeah. Uh, I think um, I'm going to really enjoy the movie though so I, I don't know like what the plot is yet like I, I know what Val's intentions are from like recent movies. So I wonder if they're going to like invade Wakanda or something. Oh, wow. Wow. What they view as the, the interest of America. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's really in the heads of the U.S. government is mm-hmm. getting to that mineral, right? Yeah. So I wonder if they're, if they're going to be like around for more than just this movie, like this team, if they add to it who Io's really playing, if she's like, what, what if like she's like a scroll, like oh. an implant for Nick Fury? Interesting. Yeah. Or like a, maybe, maybe a turn side right a scroll that's kind of well, you, don't, you, you absolutely don't think she's like a, a superhero or villain or anything right well I, I i have no idea what she could play a whole team against just her would be kind of weird as she's the main antagonist like what villain could she be though uh, yeah i have no idea you have any ideas <laughs> I, I don't know but i think it'd be kind of like funny if she was yeah the, end up being like the big bad they banded a whole team together just to fight her <laughs> It's not like the team has superpowers. No, no offense. You know, but still. She has good knife skills, so. Oh, that's true, right? That. Maybe a Japanese knife or something. <laughs> uh, I, I saw some other, like, fan castings of her as the news broke out. Like, they were thinking, like, maybe a different version of Citizen V with who was, like, Baron Zemo's, like, alter ego as a quote-unquote hero character. There's, oh. like, a, a sequel version of her, of that character that's, like, a female. So maybe she could play that in a way, like, the leader. Oh, interesting. Right? Maybe Val needs a hero that she really knows on the team, right? Yeah. You know, like... 
Rick Flag in, in Suicide Squad, like really sure. tied to her, you know, mm-hmm. but out in the field. I, I do hope this is not just like a Suicide Squad. I know. It's, it's just easy image. to compare. Yeah. I hope it's its own thing, but you're right. It's it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not gonna feel the same vibe. I think I don't think it's gonna be all laughs. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm curious, like how how are they gonna make me super want? I I feel like you really love it, but I'm the like outside fan that doesn't know everything about Thunderbolts. Like, well, know, I, I also think this is. Me. Only by name um, has to do with the comic book. Oh, like it's going to be its own thing. Yeah, I think a lot of this roster has never been on the Thunderbolts, right? So yeah, it's it's yeah, you know, yeah, it's sure ready. All right, well, we'll see. I think that comes out in a year or two. I don't think it's this year, twenty twenty four, I believe. Okay, well, we're almost there. Like I said at the top, <laughs> it's pretty much around the corner. By the time you listen to us, yeah, uh, we'll see if we uh, get casting news about that anytime sooner um until then make sure you follow us on all the social media apps all the podcast platforms you do listen to we're on apple google where where do people listen to podcasts now Um, i feel like it's never in the shower the (laughs) (laughs) that's what i do i feel like it's never in the official app of the phone oh like apple podcast like apple or google podcast app is do people are we on that like I feel like it's Spotify or your third-party podcast app that you prefer. I'm the third-party guy. I go independent. Yeah, it's my. T- oh, I'm also okay. on my Android, so I'm already an outlier. I'm also on the. Well, Google has their own podcast default one. That's true. That's true. But I don't. I don't use that. I don't even. Oh, sorry. I'm Whatever. so you know. Okay. Cool hipster. <laughs> <laughs> You don't think you're going to switch to iPhone? I don't think I ever will. Mm-hmm. I have an iPad now. That's what I'm looking at as I'm talking to you. Yeah. And it's cool, like performance and everything, but I think I don't like iOS. Oh. I'm that guy. That guy. All right. Well, you can still be on social media on the iPad. That's true. Where you can follow us on all our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at the Reader Copy Podcast. All right. Let's get into what would be our comic book section, but we're doing like um almost like a fantasy draft. That's what I like to think about it. Sure, sure. Well, what we're really going to be doing is we're going to be creating our own DC TV shows. Let's get into it. Now we all know with all of our uh, comic book news that James Gunn and Peter Safran are taking over. They're cleaning shop. They're making a whole new DC universe, it seems like, right? Like mm-hmm. Axed, Henry Cavill, and a whole lot of the Justice League that we know so far. Yep. So they're going to start from scratch, really. At a certain point, they're going to announce all that, but... Um, one interesting thing we noted also is they're thinking about making TV shows probably yeah. on HBO Max that's in-universe, like connected, just like uh, the Disney Plus shows, right? Right. Like Loki, like uh, uh, Division, things like that. So I thought it would be a super fun thing to have a conversation today where we try ourselves to make our own shows in that vein for DC, right? Just listen to us, to listen to our podcast, and it's a home run. So are you James Gunn and I'm Saffron? I'll take that. I'll take all the heat. I don't mind it. I've got a thick skin. Cool. I'll make all the money. <laughs> You're the money guy. Keep, keep the money coming. Uh, so uh, us as creatives, right? We're you gonna... fire Henry Cavill. <laughs> I'll tell it straight to his face. <laughs> Your muscles are no good here. <laughs> Uh, and so we're going to play boss like that, right? We're going to do a lot of different things. We're going to um, give a general tone and vibe of the show. We're going to give like a summary for 
like uh, our season one or like kind of general benchmarks for our mm. show, right? We're pitching it. We're pitching it. We're giving uh, things that we're going to present to like, yeah, like an exec table um, ideas for our show. And uh, it would connect to the greater DC universe. I'll be involved in that. That's correct. Okay. It's going to be on the platform of HBO Max. So maybe that brings some weight to it, right? Maybe we can get more better actors or whatever. Um, some other things we're going to cast a couple of roles in our show to get you like known actors, right. Involved in that and maybe give a setting to provide like general benchmarks of what our show is, our pitch, right. Yeah. Fill out the world. Yeah. We're clear here. You got everything. Listeners understand what's going on here. We're giving our show, uh, putting on our, our show and our hats right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go first. I'm just going to go through my whole thing. You, you know, you give your opinions on oh, my, my cr- bullet critique. It's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Any questions you got? I'm getting my red marker out right now. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, I'm here for all the, you know, fill out a, cue, a card, a feedback card and everything. I, I have so many questions. Yeah. And we'll see if your thing holds weight. Maybe you're you're putting on your um, casting director hat too. If you don't like any of my casting roles, mm. maybe uh, give your ideas too, okay. right? My. So I'm just going to go jump into it. What comic book that I'm going to uh, translate into a TV show and I present the whole idea. So my comic book is actually going to be Justice League International. Now, Whoa, okay, cool. You, are you familiar with this show specifically? Or this comic, rather? The specific comic? No. So this is like a, a Justice League that's like kind of a follow-up to the previous well-known Justice League. Like, not the Superman. Of America. Uh, sure. The previous I, I, one. <laughs> I mean, it was called, like, the, the previous book was just called Justice League. I think, yeah, so that that whole team gets kind of replaced at a certain point with something called Justice League International with some maybe more lower level characters, but some semi-popularity, right? In the comic book world, like, they were trying to reboot the big names, like Superman, mm. Wonder Woman. They gave them to, like, high top-level creators, and they, as a team, they couldn't really use them on a Justice League, so they had to come up with a different roster, right? Oh. It's pretty much the same boat we're in now with the movies, right? Like, we have to build up these characters. <laughs> we can't use them in a, maybe uh, a TV show, right? I see. They have to be in the movies. Okay. So I want to do that. Um, so with that, like, my general tone, if you never read the comic book, I haven't actually finished it too, but I know the general vibe. It's a comedy. It's a humor book. It's a funny really? book. Yeah. Well, around what year is this book coming out? I think like 90s, like okay. 91 or something like that. Got right? it. Right. Uh, after a new wave, like there's like a refreshing of everything, right? Yeah. Just right after a crisis, whichever one it was. Yeah. Right. Or reboot. So this, the general vibe, the, the feeling for the show I want to go with is like, one of these mockumentary type shows. So it's going to be like The Office, like uh, Parks and Recreation, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but on HBO Max, it's going to be a little <laughs> bit elevated, right, of a show. Okay. But it's but getting, a sitcom. It's a sitcom. Well, it's 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 going to toe the line between like a Let's comedy see. and a big action thing. Okay. Right? Um, it's going to be, have all of these big fights, like, uh, you know, stopping wars or space battles. Like each episode is going to have huge, huge Gigantic stakes. Ooh, all right. All right. I'm writing, but, this, I'm writing this down. <laughs> it's <financially> really. Financially <laughs> responsible. Impossible. 
it's it's uh just really just setting just backdrop for the laughs and antics of the characters mm -hmm. and honestly this is gonna be pretty deep because like when well these shows that i just mentioned at times they get pretty deep right? with it when we narrow on we get familiar with these characters right. we we have a stake in their lives yeah right and i love that it's gonna also gonna feel like office politics like it's gonna be joking <laughs> like that but also they're also gonna be living together so it's gonna be like <laughs> seven strangers that's what exactly what i was, I was gonna say it's gonna be like a real world like a lot of talking to camera talking heads like the office <laughs> okay, yeah and it's gonna be them just like sitting in the room like complaining about each other right, right. that's totally because in the comic book they actually have a lot of like expression shots like in the panels like drawings yeah. and they're just like looking at camera <laughs> okay. isn't that what the freaking those shows are yeah right exactly so, that's what i want the movies are gonna be huge grand and we can't really have those like big characters of Superman and, and Batman because I'm going to play with the idea of the um, previous universe. These are all new characters, new actors, but it's going to play with the ideas of the Snyderverse. Like making fun of it? In a way, like in, in Snyderverse, superheroes are seen as gods, right? Okay. In this, it's going to be like they have to make the Justice League. Uh -huh. be, uh, like the Justice League International is really just a publicity stunt for the superheroes, for the Justice League. Like they're all going to be called the Justice League, but really these guys are the ones who are going to be on camera and seen to the audience. Like the, the superheroes are not that dangerous. They're smiling to the camera. Don't worry about it. That's the whole premise of the show like the dynamic of why they're being so the brought big together don't have to is that yeah okay they're busy doing real like stuff right I gotcha. and they have to be you have to have someone on camera to show off to the audience and they all kind of don't want to be there okay but they are superheroes they are superheroes they're classic well i don't want to say classic they're <laughs> they're not puny right yeah. they're not really weak but they are maybe not well known yet at this point in a world the justice league are like famous sure so it's it's kind of an interesting place i want to release this it's like three movies in but at the like it's actually going to be future from what the movies are it's going to be like as if the the movies are years before this tv show is happening but it's in the middle of the whole releases of all the movies okay yeah um let's see okay so the whole thing is like you know how batman saw superman as a threat and the people are on easy they need something on the news about these superheroes so they see like these people smile on the camera it's gonna it's all just all reason for the public to be okay with superheroes because it's superheroes are going to be a new thing still but justice league are famous yeah that's the whole idea right okay now i'm going to go into my casting for some of the characters already okay so if any of these you don't disagree just shout her out and tell me if like this doesn't make we'll sense see if i even know these characters <laughs> i i think you know this guy this first one he's the leader of the whole crew and i think he's in the comic book too martian manhunter okay, okay. so like my least favorite <laughs> member of justice league i think he's everyone's because he's the only carryover from the original justice league that's gonna happen here okay he's gonna be like the leader he's gonna be like dry and stern yeah kind of like a general uh like in brooklyn 99 right like that leader right the captain the captain okay i'm gonna cast idris elba for this role so i'm going for big names here okay, okay. right he's like a alien but he's the leader of the whole crew so like people don't trust him like it's everyone's like looking at each other like so we're just gonna listen to this alien yeah, right it's that type of thing right that's where the laughs are but uh, he's very, he's also like an outsider. So I think Idris Elba kind of works with his Heimdall kind of character who already knows everything. Sure. Okay. Get, get that. So then 
he uh, he he's you think like Idris Elba's never really done a comedy? It's wrong because he's actually done like a comedy show. He's the man of Satikoy Steel. Yeah, <laughs> he's done this before. He's on the Office, kind of the same kind of role, really. Yeah, actually, pretty on point. Like he's like the leader, <laughs> like butting in heads with like the regular crowd, but he's telling people, barking at everyone what to do, right? Right. So that's his role as a Martian Manhunter. Okay. Okay. Arch nemesis of Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> right. In a way, in a way. Um, and uh, so, uh, again, in like that kind of like barking of back and forth, the second character is going to be like um, arguing with Martian Manhunter all the time. And it's Guy Gardner. Oh, uh, okay. The hothead? The hothead, macho, arrogant. Um, Green Lantern. Green Lantern, yeah. He's bad with authority, right? He's, right. He's not a team player. And this is actually not the first team he's on. He's actually a Green Lantern. So he's right. on the Green Lantern team at a certain point. Mm-hmm. The whole idea is he gets like sent down to the big league of the Justice League. It's like a demotion. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You get the idea. Hal Jordan sent him down there and Guy Garner's like anchor like oh I may listen to this fellow Green Lantern. Like, right. I'm I have my own powers in my green ring. And I remember me listening to the blue guys with big heads. <laughs> yeah. Right? So and then now he's Got this other guy on his back, this green guy, uh, Martian Manhunter. And so they're like barking back and forth. And he, it's an interesting dynamic that I'm building here where Guy Gardner is like, uh, you, you're telling us what to do to make us look good to the public, but you're not even human. How would you yeah. know what humans like? Yeah. Right? Okay. So they're all, it's, that's the big thing is like they're barking at each other while Martian Manhunter is So the these are like the two it. stars of the show kind of? Yeah, yeah. These the first three that I'm casting wow. are like the core of the team. Okay. Yeah. So the, this that, those are the two that are going to be kind of probably at the forefront and probably most airtime, those two. Okay. Yeah. And I think for casting for that, I'm going to have Ben Foster. You might know that actor. Yeah, I know that actor. Right. And he's like a hothead in like every movie he's in. Yeah. He's in um, the one with Chris Pine, <laughs> the Rob Banks. Yeah. Hell or High Water. Yeah. He's the angry younger brother in that. Yeah. Right. I think he's in like 310 Yuma where he's like plays like a villainous guy. Yeah. He's in um, <laughs> X-Men 3, The Last Stand. That's true. That's a totally different role. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he can bring it. I think he's a perfect casting for a Guy Gardner. Like I want if... If we ever have a guy garden anything else, I want uh-huh. him to be that. Really? Put him in a bowl cut and it's then the comedy is already <laughs> biting itself. Okay. I think that's great. Um, now, the third character is like where like the deep stuff is going to be. And I think he's a big player in the comic book too, Mr. Miracle. Oh, I like this character. You like this character, right? He's super fun. Uh, what do you know about Mr. Miracle? Like what's the general synopsis? Um, Scott Free is yeah. his name because he can escape anything. He's an escape artist. Yeah. Um, no escape room can hold him. <laughs> yeah. So there's um, these characters, the new gods. Yes. Right? And then... Uh, so then there's like the bad planet and the good planet. I'm doing sim- simplified story here. I love it, yeah. And they're at war with each other. Uh, the good planet is, um, the leader is... Uh, uh, Allfather? Allfather, is that his name? I think so. And then um, the bad planet is uh, Darkseid. Yeah, with Apocalypse. Apocalypse is the planet. The Apocalypse is the planet, yeah. And then they're mm-hmm. at war with each other. So then they're like, okay, let's... Let's put an end to this war, and to make sure that we don't backstab each other, we're going to trade sons. Right. So that way, if anybody attacks, we're going to kill the opposite side's son. Right, exactly. <laughs> right? Pretty dramatic. So Darkseid sends his boy over there to the good planet, 
and he grows up to be you know raised by the good people so he his um he becomes orion right yeah like a hero right yeah he's spoiled and everything yeah over there and then um all father sends his son which is scott free yeah to like this hell planet can you imagine and you know the bad people of that planet they don't raise him to be their own they pretty much torture him his whole life so it's not a good life he's a yeah. bad outbreaking right which is why he learned like the ability to escape everything he's always been chained up and stuff his whole life and it's it's a miracle that he's survived <laughs> that mister <laughs> So that name's fitting for both of them, right? Sure. He's an escape artist. He's a performer. Right. And I think of him as that, like, he's smiling to the camera yeah. in a way. And I think of, he also has, like, this darker, sadder side about him, right? He's, like, because he's has such a bad upbringing being on Apocalypse. So he's going to have two sides to him. He's going to have, like, one side that he shows the audience and strangers, like, even his new team. And the other side where he's like Saturn to himself and talks to his fa- so uh, his like family. The solo camera shots, he's sad. Like yeah, he's sometimes, sometimes at a certain because that's how like the Tom King Mr. Miracle was, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he's gonna have some family there. He's gonna have Oberon, his mentor, and Big Barda are gonna be like side characters involved in this whole thing. Yeah, they're gonna be in so. I think a good casting for that could be Penn Bagley from you. I, I'm not sure if he can do the whole performative thing, but I think he he brings some good enough drama, and he's okay. got a deeper voice. He can like talk to a mic. He's like, "Hello, crowd." <laughs> I've never seen that show you on Netflix. Yeah, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I told the, that the guy. Main actor of that show. This was kind of hard casting for me, but I think I like that actor. I think he worked. There's another season. You know, it could work. Sure. Okay. Um, and with this, it gives us entry when we get to movies actually getting into the story you talked about like the new gods apocalypse stuff because they want to cut out that world heavily in the new dc universe okay i felt like that was untapped potential in the snyderverse like we had it in justice league zach snyder's justice league but i want it like almost like waves of that in like every movie we saw it in the weed inverse (laughs) yeah true (laughs) we saw a version of it But you know what I mean, right? Sure. Like, we never saw a new Genesis. We never saw the other new gods. So, like, let's have that. Right. I want that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Guardians in a way. Like, so weird. And maybe people don't don't think about when they think of DC, but it's there. It's so rich world, you know. Mm. Are you connecting it? Well, because it's space. You know, the three characters you talked about are like space people. Yeah. So, it sounds like you're going to really connect them to all of them. That's true. Yeah. A lot of it is going to be in space. I mentioned space battles. We're going to be there a lot. And okay, uh, we write this down financially <laughs> impossible. Okay, yeah. We're going to be, I'm going to just jump into the setting now. We're going to be on the Watchtower. Oh, the okay. Justice so this League. is like a floating satellite space station. Yes. that's. I think it's going to play an important role in the whole theme of the show is they're looking out and looking at Earth and we, they're thinking like we're, again, just a publicity stunt. We have to have convince all the people of earth that we're good as a, like yeah. as a thing because other people just see us as just a threat mm-hmm. right so that's the whole like i love the whole thing yeah um some some other characters maybe less of the core but more for comedic chops are uh booster gold and blue beetle okay i like those characters they're, they're fun like the pairing of them right they're kind of different and very very different uh, dichotomy right booster gold he's of the future sent back into the present time and he wants to just be like a he wants to be like a celebrity but by doing that he's a superhero right right and i'm gonna think play into like he's like a, just like a youtuber influencer okay. of the day right yeah i want john ralphio to play him oh, really <laughs> yeah he, that's um uh, ben schwartz that's right yeah and he's gonna play like the same kind of character just kind of snobby and kind of like uh, in your face about how 
how he is really right yeah and um he's all like a know-it-all because he's from the future he knows everything but really he doesn't know anything he doesn't have Do no street smarts that actor is really pushing to play another dc character i didn't know that what a plastic man that's a good book too wow <laughs> yeah he's wanted to play that for a while i love that he's like he's good at slapsticks that yeah. can work um uh but i think him as booster gold would fit just because he can be obnoxious and that's yes. what booster gold is gonna be yeah I, I, i'm thinking like in my head it's gonna be like he's like an influencer but with like vr or like people are watching him but they're like living his life in the future but sure. it's like back in the day it's like weird techie stuff so he's right? all like social media posting about superhero stuff he's gonna be like internet addicted yeah. right he's gonna he's the zoomer to the nth degree okay he's gonna be that guy and he's he's on like his phone all the time but really it's just a hologram in front of him like he's just right. he's that guy okay and blue beetle is this a complete opposite he's old-timey but smart but and, so this is not the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle no it's not okay this is gonna be the classic Ted Kord Blue Beetle sure and he's gonna have an affinity for Booster Gold because like wow you have, you have future tech and everything like that yeah but Blue Beetle is the one that has like I don't know like good morals like he's like honorable and he has like old-timey values yeah because he's actually gonna be from the past I think okay. it's gonna be fun if like Wait until like season two and revealed he's from the past, like decades before. Okay. So he like pulled from like the 60s or something. He's like, yeah, exactly. Right. He's like such a smart guy. Like decades ago, he figured out time travel okay. and he chooses to live here at that time. <laughs> All right. He's like a techie guy. So he's the... He's let, the let me write this down. He thinks he's getting season two. <laughs> Good. He's the... he's the. Te- we need a tech guy. We, he, we need someone to run the watchtower. He's that guy, right? Nice. He's going to have the transportation, which is the bug. Do you remember that? Yeah, I like right? that. That's going to another, be another setting too, is them going to be on that ship. It's like the Quinjet where they're in there arguing with each other. That's that how they thing. move around? Exactly, through the world. Mm. That's my whole idea. Um, but he's the one that's going to hand down life lessons to Booster Gold and like, you know, touch grass, you know, figure out what life's all about. <laughs> okay. But they're at the end of the day, they're just like the comic comedic chops at the end. My last main character uh-huh. uh, for season one is is Captain Marvel. And it's like, that's kind of a big deal to have Captain Marvel Shazam already. Okay, so not Marvel Captain Marvel. No, no, no. Captain Marvel Shazam. Uh-huh. But I just want to call him Captain Marvel because that's what his first name is. You can't. Is. Okay. <laughs> you can't legally... I talked to the legal department. You can't. You know, I want Brie Larson to jump on. <laughs> no, I didn't cast this. So maybe she'll play the <laughs> Captain Marvel Shazam character. But it's really what he's just going to be a joke because he's going to be, again, he's a kid, right? Yeah. In a grown-up's body. Okay. I'm going to make him like seven years old. <laughs> like a child. A child. <laughs> but he's going to have like a conscience because he's like a kid. He never learned any bad habits. He's going to want to be like here. the strongest one of all of them. He's the heavy. <laughs> So he's kind of, he's a kid. He's not smart. So maybe he does dumb things when yeah. he's the strongest one on the team. Got it. Okay. Everyone's like, there's something off with Shazam because they don't know. Oh, they don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's the like funny he's thing. He's a child. <laughs> he's kind of dull in conversation, right? <laughs> so that's that's the comedic thing about him. And he's okay. he's maybe not a huge player in the story, but. Yeah. He makes great chili. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you love my show already. You could even watch all, all the seasons, all th- three seasons that we're getting. Okay. Yeah. He thinks he's getting a third season. <laughs> 
Who are they fighting against? Who's the big villain? Yeah, you tell me. The classic one in their main story is Maxwell Lord. You might remember oh, yeah. this character from Wonder Woman 84. But Maybe not. He is like kind of like a CEO type, right? Regular old person, no superpowers um, that I know of. But he's going to be like an antagonist, but he's on the team. Like he's like working with the team. What I want is like the US government is paying him to like make a public image of the Justice League. And he's like kind of like like the one in charge of their publicity, right? Uh-huh. So he's kind of like a boss that nobody likes, but he's there. But he's really but going to look bad? Yeah, he's going to make them look good. At a certain point later on, we figure out he's doing some shadier stuff. His other business from all of this, right? He, he has uh, been doing some shady stuff that they figure out just tiptoeing into uh, investigations on him later on. Okay. But I'm going to have him be played by Billy Crudup. Ooh, okay. I think he's a good fit. This works because uh, you remember the show Morning Show on Apple TV. I've never seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he plays like a like a uh, news television exec on that show, so he's kind of oh, similar role, right? Yeah. The whole thing, he he's just a businessman, but he also is not scared of these superheroes. Like he'll like smile on their faces, but he's really in control of the whole thing, uh, even though they're the super powered ones. He's the one with the real power, right? Okay. Um, he was kind of like a like a Donald Trump in the the Wonder Woman yeah, movie right yeah. like he was like the analog of that yeah here I would make him like an analog of like Elon Musk or like Steve Jobs like a CEO mm. that um, will say anything like a silver tongue in a way uh, okay right that's what I want for this character it, I think um, honestly when I'm talking about this more it sounds a lot more like the voice <laughs> <laughs> yes it's kind of like carbon copy of that but I love it and it's my show so, so uh, if he's the big bad or whatever uh, the weekly like when they fight like a sea level villain yeah every week a different one do you have any idea of like type of villains they're doing that with um, I I see them more like fighting off not super villains or like even sea lists it's more like they're like stopping crises like volcanoes <laughs> or something okay. like that alright and like shifting like political agendas oh okay and they're doing stuff that they don't want to be doing like maybe guy Gardner is the one with the real conscience and he's like we're just doing things that look good to the public but we're yeah. not you know that's really? the, there needs to be drama right? I see okay that's the, the whole whole thing where guy is actually the angry one but he's the backbone of the team the real conscience oh yeah that's what I like about it that's cool yeah that's my whole premise but it's just like international is like a huge roster really in the comics yeah season seasons go on we're gonna have different characters that jump in and we can get big names because it's just you're just gonna be there for like three episodes or four episodes mm. and we're gonna have like uh, Dr. Fate Captain Adam Black Canary right a lot of okay so finally finally what finally we cast a female <laughs> Uh, Lobo. <laughs> um, that's the whole like kind of general vibe of the whole show, like the cast. And what's interesting too is in the comic book, Batman is a, a character yeah. in it, and we're gonna end the season with Batman kind of entering the team, kind of of the movie of the movie universe. He's gonna be in this. Okay. Yeah, it's a big deal. So because it takes place in the Watchtower. I, to me, it could sound like almost like a Star Trek kind of show. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Like they're each episode is like a big thing they have to like going on adventures in space. Yeah, yeah. I do want there to be some battles, like at least something they're really fighting against, because it's going to be spectacle, but also half the time it's a sitcom. Yeah, because I want they have forty five minutes. They can make it's basically two shows in one. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, that's my general vibe of my show. Um, you get all the setting, the characters, you get the whole vibe. It, I think it's kind of like Guardians, where it's like a team story that's not the mainstay, you know, of the comic book brand. Yeah. But it's very funny. It's to the side, and but will have big impact on the overall world. Okay. I see. Yeah. Okay. There, there's going to be a lot of Easter eggs to the real Justice League. They're on right. the Watchtower, and it's as if like they're the second round of people living there because the Justice League lived there already. They like, like moved into the old apartment or something. They're like, oh, I got Batman's old bunk. Yeah. It's like that, <laughs> right? So there's going to be Easter eggs like that, and people are like excited. That's why they're going to watch the next episode. Okay. Yeah. Just like Easter eggs for what's going to ho- show up in the movies. Mm. All right. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. That's that's my show. I already have ideas for like season two and three. All right. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> uh, like season two, I would have um, Batman's going to be more part of the team. And it's going to be funny because it's going to be like when the principal goes into the classroom and is in the back of the class watching the teacher. <laughs> and he's going to be criticizing Martian Manhunter for how he leads. And so that's the comedy of the whole show. Um, and then maybe some other notes, maybe Vandal Savage is a villain and you're going to deal with more time travel and Booster Gold and like Blue Beetle are going to play more of a ah, player in the story. That's interesting. Yeah. So I have ideas for days. All right. Financially. Unviable. <laughs> irresponsible. <laughs> it's a hit. It's HBO money. Like they, <laughs> they have Game of Thrones. They have like, uh, you know, uh, Euphoria. Yeah. They're hits. So they have a lot of money to spend. And it's. Yeah. No, those shows. <laughs> They need the money for my show. Which is, uh, so that's the total of my show. Um, we can hand it off to you. What you got? So my show is not uh, going to be that big. Okay. Um, it's a good thing they're ending Titans because my show is going to follow Dick Grayson. Huh. And uh, though some elements from that show I will incorporate in my show, I thought of it first before they did it. Before it premiered? Yeah. I thought of this a long time ago, so uh, I just didn't write it down. Like when when you read the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be like, because you know uh, Dick Grayson's the first Robin, right? That's true. And he grows up, and then he leaves Batman and became his own hero, Nightwing. Right, right, right. So I want it to be set in Bloodhaven, where Nightwing goes to be his own hero. And it'll probably be like a year after he's been Nightwing already. Oh, okay. And the show's called, um, I don't know, Nightwing. Nightwing Year One. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's going to be called Nightwing or Grayson or Bloodhaven. Uh, I'll, I'll let the creative execs decide. Robin? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be called Robin. Yeah. Um, so then um, it'll be following there, right? And he... In this one, he like he hates like Batman. Oh, yeah, because he knows like how Batman really is. F Batman. Yeah, so um, he is wants to be his own hero, right? But he he wants to do it his way. Oh, no capes. <laughs> Scream sticks. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the first episode, like you see him vigilanteing at night. It's it looks like Gotham. It's Bloodhaven. It's like next to Gotham or whatever, right? Okay, jumping rooftops. Yeah, you know, it looks like nighttime. Um, and he's constantly talking to someone in his ear. You think it's like AI, like a Jarvis. Oh, 
Right, but by the end of the first episode, you realize it's um, Oracle, of course, right? Barbara Gordon, and it, he, she's like his only connection to the rest of the Bat family. He's kind of like isolated himself. He's trying to cut ties. Yeah, from like Alfred, every now and then checks up on him, but he doesn't like want to talk to Batman ever again. Right, Master Grayson. Yeah, but uh, but Oracle still is in between. Like she does, she's in a wheelchair, right? She's the person in the computer, mm-hmm. and she helps Batman, and she helps Dick Grayson. Maybe Batman doesn't know she's helping Nightwing, right? But she does. And maybe she gives Nightwing equipment or whatever. Whatever. Is Batman angry at uh, Dick Grayson too? Yeah, he left. He's angry? Oh, yeah. yeah. But Batman's old, you know, Batman's like, oh, I don't need you anyway. I'm Batman. <laughs> I got my own cave. Yeah. Uh, so then they're kind of like the main two characters, right? Even though they only talk over headset or whatever. Oh. They, so they don't see each other in, in person a lot? No, right? Okay. We see her and yeah. we see her doing stuff, but um, it's a lot of them just talking. Like, it's not a comedy. <laughs> sure. A lot of the stuff is like, um, they're he's on a rooftop and they're just talking for a while. Oh. Right? And there can be scenes where like, he's beating up regular thugs, but he's talking to her like about what he did in the daytime or something. Do they have feelings for each other? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of like alluding to that, right? I love it, okay. Uh, I don't know, did you read when Nightwing first like became his own thing and who his villain was? I don't really know, no. Uh, it's this character called Blockbuster. Really? Yeah, <laughs> and he's probably like this huge, um, almost like a Hulk character. Oh. But he's a gangster. Is, is he just a regular person that's strong and big? No, so something happened to him and he got super strong. Okay. But And, and dumb. And he rents videos. Yeah, uh, he didn't last long. <laughs> uh, so he's like the, the big bad, right? But so anyway, um, Batman, well, Bruce Wayne buys this company because he's super rich, right? Oh. This company is like a robotics company, right? And uh, But robotics for like surgery. Oh, an acquisition. Yeah, right? And um, he kind of puts Dick Grayson. He's like, I, I know we're not talking, but this company is... They're in Bloodhaven, right? Oh. So you got to go check it out, right? And then he, uh, so he's kind of like uh, put there to keep an eye out of that company because they're supposedly there's like evil doings, even though this is a pretty big corporation. Oh. Uh, and then, um, so he's like watching that. The, that's the evil corporation of the show. I love it. We like both don't love corporations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so Blockbuster, the character, he gets like, uh, he's like a gangster, right? But then something bad experiment happens to him and he okay. becomes super strong and big and powerful, but also kind of dumber. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's just like a brute, but he becomes like the biggest gangster of Bloodhaven, right? Just because he's so powerful. Something. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do that where like um, he gets in a fight before the experiment. Mm-hmm. He gets in a fight with uh, Nightwing. Nightwing tries to take him out and um, he gets like injured, whatever, right? So then um, he pays like the CEO of the robotics company to do surgery on him. Oh. Because uh, he's secretly like funding the evil doings of this corporation. Not the big general good stuff that they're doing, but they're doing some secret uh, behind the scenes lab stuff that's illegal. And uh, Blockbuster is funding that. For some reason, they yeah. chose him to bankroll it? Okay. Yeah, because they, they couldn't use their real financials. Yeah, right? Okay. Dirty books or something. But then he gets injured by Nightwing. So then he's like, you got to fix me, right? And they do it and they inject him with like uh, experimental steroids. And then this is what makes him super strong and kind of dumb. (laughs) 
Maybe I won't make him dumb in the show, but like that's how he is in the comic. Actually, I don't. I don't know. He's he kind of like that, right? He just looks it. Yeah, he definitely looks it. Oh, okay. I'm really curious what he looks like now. I'm just gonna make him really powerful now. Now he now he's like superhuman strength. Oh, all right. Uh, so that's that's what connects him to the evil corporation. You know this what I like season one, the episode one. You know what I envision him? He kind of in my head he looks like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> Does not look like that. Okay, okay. He looks weird though. He lo- definitely looks like a '90s character. Oh wow, really? Yeah. But in the in the show, I won't make him look like that. Not too ridiculous. He'll just have super strength. He won't look like he's wearing a muscle suit. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so then that's how he is uh, becomes a super strong guy, right? Enhanced. And he, he's slowly taking over the other gangs in uh, Bloodhaven and kind of like, tell your boys they work for me now. Oh, really? <laughs> He's he's like kingpin in a way. Like yeah, he's, he's kind of kingpinning. He's you know? taking over. But before that, he was just like a uh, you know tier two gangster. Gotcha. And maybe there's like uh, all the heads of all the gangs meet up one night, and he takes them all out or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. He, it's like a coup. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Because he he's almost like bulletproof now. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like there's like shoot up every single chair, and he's just sitting there. Yeah, and then he, then he just like kills everybody. Wow. Okay. Right. Um, and then so like throughout the season, there's it's like that he's establishing his uh, gang empire, or whatever. Robin is slowly like figuring this out. Uh, Oracle and him, their relationship grow more. Uh, there's going to be an episode where it's kind of like a bottle episode Ooh. where he's being a vigilante at night and he runs into this Robin character, uh-huh. right? That looks like it's like a homemade Robin costume or whatever. And she goes after to fight like these thugs and obviously she's outmatched, but then Nightwing saves her. And then he realizes, oh, this is, why are you doing this or whatever? She's like, oh, I... I've always wanted to be Robin because Robin's not around anymore, right? Yeah. She knows that there's a spot available. There's an availability. Yeah. And then, but then this can't be like any other Robin, right? So this is going to be uh, Carrie Kelly. Interesting. Okay. Because typically Batman's the one person that runs into her. Yeah. Like and also, this, gonna... she's not in real continuity. Oh, Carrie yeah. Kelly is from Dark Knight Returns, which is not a continuity Batman story. True. Right? Yeah. But also, she's my favorite Robin. Oh, yeah. So uh, he he kind of takes her for like a night. Like, I'm going to show you what it's like to be Robin. Right? Because it's like her dream. Right? Okay. So, is, is, is Does he like the idea of her wanting to be Robin or does he hate it? Uh, I think he kind of likes it. Yeah, He likes it because like, oh, everyone liked Batman. Oh. And now like, wow, someone likes Robin. I like that. Right? Okay. And that was him. She doesn't know it was him because he's wearing a Nightwing costume. He's right? just a random super, other superhero. Yeah. Okay. She, she knows that there's Nightwing, but she doesn't know that was Robin. And like, wow, you're the one that I was admiring the whole time. Good point. So she's like, I'm going to, this is kind of like a separate episode. Because it's like, I'm going to just show you what it's like to be Robin. So they go out throughout the night and uh, imagine like he's swinging and she's like holding on to him. And this is like a, a young girl, right? Like a teenager girl, right? Yeah. That's what Carrie Kelly was in like a homemade Robin costume. Uh, she thinks like she's beating up thugs, but really it's Robin that's like doing all the heavy lifting. Oh, we see. Yeah. Stopping like stick ups at convenience stores and stuff like that. And so in, in Nightwing's eyes, he knows what Batman's like, right? Yeah. This, he's almost like uh, tortured him this whole, to train him to become Robin this whole life, his whole childhood. 
he was forced to learn how to fight and all this stuff. So he sees Batman not how the world sees Batman. Okay, like an overruling father figure, but... Like, like, not even a father figure, like a torturer. Oh, really? Yeah. Even worse. Like, he's going to have nightmares of getting beat up. And at first, we think he's getting beat up by thugs or the Joker or something, but it's Batman beating him up during training. That he was called, was was trained to... Yeah. But it's really... Okay. Yeah. But it's what made him that good, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how he envisions Batman. But then... Through this night with Carrie Kelly, he sees how the rest of the world sees Batman. This inspiring hero that, you know, they could be safe, whatever, at, oh, at wow. night or whatever. So he, there's a little bit of like, okay, I get it kind of thing. It's like a shifting of his yeah. perception on him, the, yeah. on Batman. Because he's so far, he's the only one that knows the real, how that Batman is. But, you know, the way she talks about Batman, it's like, okay, I... I I know why you like him or why the world sees him that way. Right. Okay. And Even it's, though he knows the truth. Because <laughs> it's all of the things like Carrie is the way Carrie sees Robin. It's actually how the rest of the world sees Batman. So it's like kind of a, du- a duality there. Like yeah. Like she wants him. to be Robin because she wants to be with Batman like as a sidekick. Oh, okay. Because he's like, he's so cool and he saves people that need it. And yes, that's true, but like Nightwing knows Batman, you know, in the cave, beating him up at night. Right. Torturing him, not feeding him so that he learns how to survive under the worst circumstances. Putting him through the ringer. Yeah. So that's his knows about Batman, but he learns what everyone sees about Batman. Right. Yeah. Okay. The real hero of the city of Gotham. Yeah. Okay. So that's just a one-off episode, right? But I, I wanted to squeeze in Carrie Kelly in there without... You know, having her become a real Robin. Okay. Does she? Okay. Does she ever be like his Robin? No. She's it's, it's one one episode. Ap- one episode I like gone. that decision because also she's not in real continuity in the comics. Sure. Um, the reason I have Dick Grayson already Robin or already Nightwing because in the movies, the Batman movies, I want him to be. I want the whole death in the family storyline. Oh, really? Like in a three movie arch or whatever. Wow. So of having Jason Todd become Robin dying mm-hmm. or think Batman thinks he's died, killed yeah and then he's come back as Red Hood really okay the whole Red Hood saga that's what I want in the movies so to get to Jason Todd I kind of had to fast forward Dick Grayson but he's Nightwing which Nightwing is like the Spider-Man of DC I think like he's the hard DC he is better in Batman in a lot of ways yeah where like Batman, uh, of course, is like the greatest detective or whatever, but I don't think he's that great of a leader. No. Where Nightwing has led a team. He's led the Teen Titans as Robin, and I th- and he's led the Justice League now, too. So, like, I think mm. uh, yes. in the comics. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, like... I'm going to make him, like, when the shows progress so long, I'm getting, like, 10 seasons out of this. Uh, <laughs> uh, delusional? <laughs> that, uh, you know, when he appears in the movies or whatever, there's, like, a love for him already okay. by the audience. He's going to be elevated to the movies? Well, I mean, like, he'll definitely appear in the Batman movies. Like, when Jason Todd dies, you know, of course, Robin will show up for Batman there. Okay, okay. Pretty I mean, uh, Dick Grayson will show up. For you know, for Bruce Wayne in there. the movies. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, I like it. I like it. the big drama there. It's connecting. Obviously, the Bat family is going to be connected throughout the whole yeah. thing. So easy way to like combine them at certain points. Yeah. So I mean, the first season is this like blockbusters building his empire. Dick Grayson's learning to be Nightwing and his own thing, and also learning about you know how the world sees vigilantes and stuff, all while developing this relationship with Oracle. 
just by talking, oh, right? Yeah. And then by the end, defeats Blockbuster in some battle. Well, that's not the biggest part of it, right? I like the uh, relationship with Barbara Gordon and Nightwing. It's like the movie Her. It's, it's exactly like that. Right? Like just yeah. talking to a voice, yeah. the whole thing. And, and there's going to be an episode where it's a flip where we just follow her, the episode, Ooh. but we hear his voice on the other end. Yeah. And maybe she has to do stuff, you know? There's more Batman in that episode because she's, she's yeah. dealing with him. She's in Gotham, yeah. That's great. So there's a flip of that episode. That's probably like episode seven. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to make it even to episode seven? <laughs> Okay, so uh, by the end of this show, the Feats thing um, realizes the the CEO of the evil corporation gets kicked out. He realizes he's doing evil stuff. Um, but hmm. Barbara Gordon does apply for the experimental procedure. Yeah. And then she could walk by the end of the episode. Wow. Which will lead into returning to Batgirl later. Does she get her own show? Uh no, by then maybe it's like a a dual show like oh, wow. she's like second billing in the Nightwing show. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like maybe that. Maybe it's a spin-off. Maybe we do a spin-off later, better call Batgirl. <laughs> something like that. I like that. Uh okay. Yeah, there's there's a definitely pretend potential for like even prequels if you ever want to jump in there and like what Robin and Batman is like. Yeah, we're going to do flashback scenes of like him oh, sure. like you know, becoming Robin for the first time and he's like super happy. Uh, and then cut to like now the training begins. Ten years of you just getting beat up. Wow! By Batman, not by villains yet. Like you know, thrown into well, yeah, a lot of train, like tough training, like yeah, like drill sergeants. Yeah, exactly, yelling at you. Mm-hmm. Mm. But then he goes to hate Batman because it's like that. But as soon as they step out of the Batcave and maybe they're going out into the city, you know, people see Bruce Wayne's like the savior of this orphan child kind of like and the city loves him right and he you know he's an orphan so the newspapers always get him like as sad or whatever but it's really just because batman's so annoying yeah okay right so that's kind of like the idea of the show now the hardest part for me was the casting oh really because i want to cast no names okay and um i can't cast them because i don't know their names because they have no names So I did just kind of force cast some things. Sure. And I, I think I you know, I think they could work, but ideally I would maybe want um no names. Okay. Just random people. Yeah. So for um Nightwing Dick Grayson, I, I chose I think his name is Will Sharp and I've only seen him in one thing and it's season two of White Lotus. Will Sharp. Oh, okay. And he's yeah. um Aubrey Plaza's husband in that show oh that guy yeah. oh, okay so, that guy okay uh and then uh i think like sadie sink for batgirl but i don't even really like that casting okay. <laughs> but i think she could pull it off she's a great actress she's a great actress yeah um i always think of, like the, the from the drawings of the covers of batgirl it kind of looks like saoirse ronan that'd be weird casting uh yeah i'm trying to be realistic here <laughs> she's not a tv star she's a movie star no names no names. come on like sadie sink is nowhere <laughs> at least she's a TV star and not a movie star yet. Yeah, I think TV is a new thing now. People, people love it. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah, but you stay in your lane. Like, so I, I guarantee you, Saoirse Ronan's not going to do a TV show. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm shooting for the stars here. I am. Which I want again, the biggest... financially <laughs> responsible. I'm. Uh, your show seems like it's not going for the stars. <laughs> I'm. I'm saving money because I'm going for ten seasons. <laughs> We got like discovery money now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, for Blockbuster, yeah, I'm picking um, his name is uh, Trev- I think it's like Trevante Rhodes, and he was in Moonlight, 
and he was in the Hulu Mike Tyson biopic yeah. or series, whatever. And I want I'll pick him to be the gangster turned super villain blockbuster. Gotcha. And in the in the show uh, in the comics, actually, the villain blockbuster that Nightwing goes up against is the second blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, I think it was his store first. <laughs> The first blockbuster was his older brother. Oh. Right? Okay. So in the show, I think what I'm going to do is the older brother is first like the head of the gang, the gangster, right? Yeah. And he is like his second in command, right? And they nickname him Blockbuster because the older brother nicknamed him that when they were kids because like, look at this guy. He's like a star. He's going to be a movie star. But it never panned out, oh. and he became a gang member with him. But now everyone knows it was Blockbuster because his brother used to call him that because he was gonna. He thought he was gonna be a movie star or whatever. Okay, okay, just to fit Blockbuster in there, just, just to figure figure yeah. it out. I like it, but I also like it because he's the second in the in the comics. He's the second one, the younger brother. Okay, so maybe in the first episode. You know, the older brother dies and he thinks Nightwing killed him. And that's why he's driven, revenged against Nightwing. Revenge driven? Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. that. Okay. Did, okay. Did, uh, did you cast older brother or anything? No. Okay. Is Mahershala too It's going to be old? a no name. Oh, all, all no names, right. Okay. Yeah. There's in the credits, it's blank. <laughs> All right, I, I like your show. I, I, I like you love Nightwing, so you like bringing into things you love. He's a character that has not. He's like the biggest character that DC has not paid any attention to in the movies or oh, shows. Okay, like it's like if Marvel did a bunch of movies and never did Spider Man. I guess <laughs> no. <laughs> it's totally true. He's not Spider Man level. Uh, who would you think then? What do you oh like? Like who's Nightwing? Um, as, as like important and as popular and has like that longevity as as important as I mean he's kind of like because Bucky he's, no he's not it's like the Bucky same thing Bucky disappeared for like years like like decades yeah Ro he was Robin through Nightwing forever he even took over as Batman I mean he's not even in the movies yet so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright I I yeah, whatever. Okay, I, I see you're passionate because you love the Nightwing character. Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah, know it's like he deserves his own spotlight. That's why you like the Titan show so much too, right? Like he like it, that. It probably is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But also, I like the idea of in the Batman movies going straight to Jason Todd and doing the because I want to see the Red Hood stuff. I want that to be a character already. So you kind of bypass the Dick Grayson stuff. So it is going to like have that involved as the, we get the uh, the Red Hood character evolving in the movies. So we're going to yeah. have him like young and then older later too. Is is there going to be like some mythological element like with the Lazarus Pit with that character? Or? Well, with, with Jason Todd yeah. stuff? Uh, I don't know yet. Probably not. I would... I would think not. You want to keep it pretty ground level, like pretty not yeah. mystical. But then, of course, in the DC universe, the Justice League is going to get that, right? Oh, true. Okay. So it's not out of the question. I just don't know if that's going to be like a good way to do it because there's so much to introduce okay. to that way. We have to introduce the League of Shadows and Ra's al Ghul and all that stuff. Oh, too much of a mess for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and if you want to do everything, you have to introduce Superboy breaking reality. Okay. Because <laughs> that's jumping in so much. In that's there. really what happened in the comic books. Yeah. Um, but as far as like supernatural stuff or whatever, like I thought maybe part of what the evil corporation was doing with their evil experiments was using 
um, Bane's venom okay. poison or whatever. Maybe that what's uh, helps Blockbuster become super strong. So I, I don't know. But um, in the comics, that's how Batgirl does get her ability to walk again is like experimental surgery. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I'm not going to make you like cast on the spot or anything like that. But if you had to pick one of the Batman actors we have already, what is like this Batman most closest to? Is he uh, Michael Keaton kind of? or I'd he... say it'd be like a Bale, but not like like the later after all the, those movies Bale. Okay. Right. Like the kind of like retired almost Bale. Well, not really retired. Like he's still Batman because he has to do more I need him to do three more movies <laughs> <laughs> okay. but not a Robert Pattinson that's only been Batman for two years yeah I want a Batman that's been Batman for a while had Rob the first Robin already and that Robin quit already yeah alright okay but I also don't want him to be like he's gonna he's gonna have that personality on like Bale Kane <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, right, right. Like in the third movie? No, I also want him kind of meaner. Even angrier? Yeah. Okay, okay. General vibe of like a real authoritarian. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I think that's what Batman has to do to have trust in sending out children to fight criminals. They have to be able to survive what I can do. And he'll do anything for that. So he's like kind of a really darker character. Yeah, and maybe he sees like, ah, man, I pushed Dick Grayson too far. So he's a little lighter on Jason Todd. And then look what happens to him. He dies. (laughs) Wow. Jeez. All right. Okay. Well, that's my show. What do you, What do you think? I think it was a pretty great show. I think it was a good show, right? Be... You watched season one, or yeah? I think I would maybe uh, put more money into it. <laughs> more space stuff. Like we have a wall. We you know we have a blank slate. We fired like a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could put some more money into it. I because I wanted to my show to be like waves, like gigantic waves against the the movie universe. I'm thinking about like how Loki is like su- such a big thing. See, all the money that you're taking up, I have to cut corners. So that's why mine's like a more isolated story. Shoot for the stars. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I think both of our shows could be on the platform, possibly. Yeah, but yeah. who would the fans, like... I mean, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in space, dude. <laughs> All right. Put Batman in space, now you've got something. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> but I thought that was a lot of fun. We're putting on our showrunner hats. We're now creating our own show, putting on a, space, uh, a pitch, and uh, DC is going to buy up both of our shows. Uh, anything else you want to say about yours? No, I think this is a fun idea. Um, I do hope like DC and James Gunn and Peter Safran, you know, put more an effort into TV shows, not just the movies. Because I think the Marvel TV shows, some of them are better than some of the movies, I think, that are coming out. That's true. Yeah. They put yeah. a lot of effort into them. Um, and it's just so fun seeing the all-connected universe. And to hear them do that with DC now has got me piqued yeah. my interest. I want to do a whole podcast around it. Um, so yeah, that was us creating our own DC TV shows. Let's jump into our side stories. I have uh, been watching a new TV series that I think I think the whole world's watching. So um, it's not really a big news story. Like everyone knows about it already. Oh really? Yeah. It's it's on everyone's eyes. Yeah. Um, everything I say about it, you already know. <laughs> All right. So I know what you're gonna say right now. Yeah. Right? So okay. So it's your turn now. <laughs> Uh, the Last of Us on HBO. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I've only seen two episodes. Three episodes are already out. And I've heard the third one is the best. And I heard like uh, it could be like the best television series episode ever. Can you believe this hype? I mean, it's like I, I, I'm in the same boat, right? I haven't seen the third episode, but I just you bet it's you better win me over Last of Us. Oh, you don't like it? Yet? I really like it. But it's like okay. the <laughs> hype of the new cycle. Why do you need to win it over? You like so it. so crazy right now. You like it. The thing, I, I this is why I think it's so hyped. Yeah. 
Um, it was a very, very popular video game. It was, yeah. But only a small portion of the world played the video game. You know what I mean? I never beat it. See, you barely played it. Yeah. But there was people that knew it and like loved it. So there's, it's like weird. A small population already was like diehard into it. Oh, interesting. Okay. So once it now is to the masses, it almost has like a a jumpstart in popularity. A jolt to the, yeah, the viewers. They have a base for sure. So and and it's good. So like if it was just okay, maybe it'd fall off. But like it being a very high quality show with you know, really popular star. Like Pedro Pascal is very popular for another great show already. True, yeah. And they got him to do this show. And then um like two great shows. Let's, let's Game of one. Thrones. I mean he wasn't the star. He's of that. in it. He's in it, yeah. He's in Star Wars Game of Thrones and this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I think the show is gonna be the next Game of Thrones. Yeah, that big. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Because I love the the video game and um I know like how bad it gets as far as like serious trouble for the characters mm-hmm. that um yeah we haven't even scratched the surface yet really wow of the show it's gonna get bad <laughs> it's already dramatic so far i mean we feel the loss for uh, the main guy right joel yeah. his name yeah yeah so joel. joel yeah um so uh if you're saying that already man look if i talk about hyped so far <laughs> if if um walking dead was like the most popular show at at one point this i feel like the first episode of this beat everything of Walking Dead already as far as like character development uh, the stakes the the realism mm. like in The Walking Dead I don't I never completed The Walking Dead but they I don't think they ever say why they're zombies in this one they say it in the first five minutes oh like um, revealing the cause of everything yeah they give they make this real every beginning of the episode like the, I've only seen the first two but it puts like this realism into the the world of it. Mm-hmm. Like the first one was like spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but the first one was like that interview about the scientists and saying like, man, if the fungus has ever evolved to overtake us, there's no way we're gonna beat it, right? I was trying to think, was that in the game or was that just no, exclusive not. to the show? Yeah, that's wow. exclusive. And then the I second episode, the opening scene was also exclusive to the show, where the first you know infections was in uh, I think like Indonesia or something like that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're really putting this in a global scale, uh, and it feels that way. And um, it's hard not to compare it to The Walking Dead. They're both zombie apocalypse shows. Yeah. But like, if I'm thinking about the video game, it it was way more intense. I think. So oh, the I, the game versus yeah, so, Walking Dead. Yeah, there's some great scenes in Walking Dead, and I I get why people love it. But there's whatever at a time like 25 characters on that show. Yeah, this show's only two people the whole time. I know what you're saying. The Walking Dead has outlived its you know life cycle. Right. It's so long now. It's just about to finish now, right? I think I was in high school when it started. (laughs) (laughs) So it's so long, but this show... I think it's good. Just the one season is going to be the whole game, whole first game. So I think they're really crunching it down because I think season two is the second game. Yeah, I think they announced think, that. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I almost wish it wasn't because there's so much to tell. But, to get more from it, right? Yeah. But um, but I, I know the stories of the games and they're great. That's good to hear. Okay. I, I, I think um, I'm happy I didn't play the game actually because I'm living this. I'm witnessing the story for the first time yeah. really. And I don't think it could beat it by the time it's premiered. So <laughs> I'm happy with that. It's an intense game. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the little 
little I've played of it, there mm-hmm. are like moments where you're creeping around the side of, let's say, a cabinet or whatever, as yeah. there's like a the the zombies are in the room with you and you can feel the tense moment. And I felt that in some of the scenes in the show, which right. I think was a great landing of that feeling. Yeah, you know, what I'm nail it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the best video game adaptations onto other media, and I think Hollywood has gotten better and better over the years because, like, you know, it was pretty bad at early on. Like the first Mario movie, what was that? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I never seen it. Oh. <laughs> should I see it? Yeah, you should. I should just laugh at it, right? <laughs> That'd be funny if you loved it. Um, and then there's, you know, what the Rock had a Doom movie, I think. Oh, true. Yeah, that was bad. Um, and then even the newer one, newer ish ones are still kind of bad, like. The Fastbender Assassin's Creed game. Uh, Tomb Raider. The Tomb Raider movies are maybe okay. Like, they're kind of like, oh, this is better than what we get got before, so it's okay. But in, as a movie, I don't think it's that good. Oh, oh uh, Resident Evil movies? Res- yeah. There's however, like, what, eight of them? Yeah. So many? The Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat movies? Well, that's that's a different story. You know, it's <laughs> it's fun to watch now. Yeah. It's like ridiculous, but it's cool. Yeah. And then the newer Mortal Kombat movie? That, oh, right. That's good. <laughs> I like that movie. I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, I mean, even if this wasn't a video game, this would be a great TV show already. It just feels like every time there is a video game thing, turn to a movie, turn to a show. Yeah. People are like, oh, this is when video games, it's going to start. It's the yeah. real saga of these, the that. <laughs> they right? got it now. We said that last time with Uncharted, which it's just did not get, no. did not capture the audience. No. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's the difference. That's the difference is a show versus a movie. You know, this game is a cinematic game in itself. It's yeah. a long story. It's not necessarily a shoot 'em up. It's like they're living these Survival. lives. Um, I, I, I talked to her cousin about it and he's, he'd never played the game and he just watched the cutscenes for the whole game. And he's like, I had a great time. It was a good movie. Yeah. So that's what the show's going to be. I think it is. There's yeah. a lot of shots that are like carbon copy of the yeah. thing. And I'm not hating it. Like, that's fine. So the studio that made Last of Us, the video game, is also the studio game developer that made Uncharted. True. Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. So with how much praise The Last of Us is getting, I wouldn't be surprised if further down the line, five years from now, whatever, they redo Uncharted with, you know, a better script, better cast. Yeah. Because I think this one was like almost, you know, it was by Sony, some kind of a money grab. Yeah, he that just makes got sense. big names on it. Tom Holland, I think, what's his name? Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, was set to play Nathan Drake for so long that he grew out of it. Yeah, right. Now he played the older character, in Sully. It. And I feel like not Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. They're not the characters from the video game. Not at all. Not at all. I haven't seen the movie. I, I can only tell not at all. I watched the movie. I was like, this. I wish it was called something else. Does it feel like a Fast and the Furious movie? What is it like? It's even, I can't even explain. I mean, they're going, are they it's going- like a Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> oh they, yeah. It's almost like, hey, I know his character is not the star of the game, but it's Mark Wahlberg. So we got to push his character more. So it's definitely like a 50-50 with him and Tom Holland. That's weird. Yeah. He even just- though in the game, like his character is the sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just there like, let's film him doing this as much as we can. But it's like, it's Mark Wahlberg. We're not going to not use him a lot. I get it. But uh, I mean, it's like a 50-50 movie. That sucks. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And he's almost like a, uh, I'm not, I'm going to ruin the movie because I don't think people should watch it. I think he's almost like a pseudo villain in the movie. Well, yeah, that character is interesting. He kind of um, flops a bit in the video game. If you think about it, there's some moments of that. So it makes sense, but not in the first movie. Yeah. Um, Last of Us is going to be the one that people say like, 
okay, now video game things are, are really good. <coughs> And it's going to take over the comic book trend. Because first it was comic books, and they made really bad comic book movies, and then they got better and better. And now we're reaching... Like, this is the Iron Man of ooh, of TV show or movie for video games. Gotcha. Okay. Well, man, what's, what's better? Iron Man or... Batman Begins. Let's say Batman Begins. Batman Begins, the first train <laughs> of these. Where it was like, oh, this is good now. Okay. okay. I like that. Uh, X-Men, you- X-Men 2? <laughs> Sp- oh, the Spider-Man movies are not that, not that bad. Not that old either. But for me, I actually agree with the uh, the Iron Man analogy. But okay. I want to ask, what do you think is the next video game movie that's going to be, or video game that's going to be turned into a movie, turned into a TV show? Well, I know for sure Amazon is doing um, Gears of War. Oh, yeah. And I think... I think may also uh, God of War. God of War, wow. I think it's Amazon. Maybe it's something else. Um, I know some most people that watch the Halo show kind of liked it. Okay. So that I think that's coming back. I think that's on Paramount Plus. I I wouldn't mind if they redid Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, yeah. I never got into those games. I mean, I played I think the first one for a little bit because you had it, and I yeah. it wasn't for me. Oh, you know what? I I know they they're for sure doing is I think also on Amazon. Amazon's digging deep with video game adaptations. Um, they're doing a whole new Tomb Raider universe. Yeah, I think that was the creator of Fleabag, that TV show. Yeah. I think she's heading that. So they're gonna do a movie, a TV show. And a video game that are all in the shared universe. They all connect to each other. That's dope, actually. That's pretty fun. So that's a plan. Video game, TV, and show that are in the same thing. Not like the movies that adapt adaptation of the game. No, they're in the same universe. Like... Things that happen in the movie connect to with things that happen in the game. Wow. It's like a save file. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Saved onto each one. Yeah. You better beat that game before you watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a get your ticket? Yeah. Bring your controller to the theater. <laughs> I like that. Like you, the first one to beat the game gets a free movie, gets to go to the movie premiere. That's pretty dope. <laughs> Uh, I, I would love to see like a Nintendo whole like shared universe. Like I know we're getting the Super Mario yeah. thing already, but like maybe start off with like Zelda, like something grand like that, and get like the like live action, live action, yeah, mm. the first entry of that in like a streaming service that can head their thing in a way where HBO has Last of Us. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if Netflix can bridge that and get that, that'll be a huge thing for them. That would be yeah. right. Yeah. Get them back in the limelight. So that's what I want to see. That would be really cool, Zelda. And then we get to like a Smash Brothers thing at the end. Like this doesn't make sense at all, but we're it's fun. <laughs> Throwing like uh, Metal Gear in there. Yeah, fighting a Pokemon. No, they have to fight like a gigantic hand at the end. <laughs> Uh, all right i don't know about that but do it (laughs) i do think video game um on like movie and tv shows their this is their time has started it's a new wave of things right yeah yeah like we've said on the show maybe the comic book wave is maybe nearing its end so next week we're a video game show now (laughs) the video game podcast about video games All right, so that's that's what you've been watching. Yeah, what are you into? So I have been watching another great show. This has actually um, been in my back burner for a while, just in case I didn't have anything. But it's a show that you've watched already. You told me to watch for a long time now. It's called Better Call Saul. It's a uh, finally spinoff prequel of Breaking Bad. I think everyone kind of knows already. Yeah. But centered around like the lawyer character uh, Saul Goodman, aka Jimmy McGill, and I think it's just an excellent show. The the writing in it, it brings the drama so thoroughly well he's yeah it's we see him in breaking bad as like sleazy lawyer that'll do anything for the worst people right for a dollar yeah this show is like his uh origin story in a way he's just made a turn in his life where he's shifting from like a regular old huckster like a 
a con artist. A con artist. But he's elevated to like a full, like real lawyer, but maybe not the most, you know, honorable lawyer. Right. right. And he's trying to make his own way in this kind of pristine world as a lawyer. And I think it's Bob Odenkirk's performance is so great in this yes. as it pulls the line of both those things. I don't know why I don't like Breaking Bad. It, it's, I'm, I mean, I know I'm the minority with this one, right? Like you love it. Everyone I hear that's I watched it loves it. I do think Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad, but I don't know why you don't like Breaking Bad. Yeah, I, I think the difference for sure is like, this has some comedic bits in it sometimes, right? He's a funny guy, sure. the character Jimmy McGill. So I think that wins me over a bit more because he's like, it's fun. Every now and then it cuts attention mm-hmm. with, and it gets pretty intense at like what he's going through. He's a great actor, I think. And he, him like originally being like just a comedian, yeah, right, like Mr. Show and all that, but he's doing this sleazy guy like so well. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of his acting comes from his hands. <laughs> He's a lawyer, right? Finger guns. <laughs> he's a lawyer in a cheap suit in a courtroom, and he needs to convince you of something you probably should not be believing. So he's using his hands a lot to like flare, to show off. <laughs> like you, you, he's pointing at you. He's like, you yeah. believe me, right? You know, it, it's that kind of a character. And I think it's so fun to watch from a distance that he's not in my courtroom. <laughs> I like what he does, like at least like stunts and stuff to get you know clients. Like he has like this. Um, makeshift like camera crew with him every now and then and all the stuff they do there it's always like man what's next i can't wait to how he kind of like figures out a way to get more clients he gets into this like really great profession of a lawyer and all he wants to really do is scam still like that's who he is in his person and he just comes out like more like that as the show goes on it's so great so interesting Uh, the the trials he goes through too and it's like tough stuff the the things he goes through and so you really feel for the guy after well he's the main character it's still like later on with him changing yeah. even more the Breaking Bad character you're like I don't know if I should trust him so much <laughs> but then the other characters are endearing too on the show yeah uh, Kim Wexler is probably my favorite character yeah that's like uh, the love interest right yeah and she's great she I mean she just like kind of grits her teeth through the whole thing but um, how smart she is too is super fun to see mm-hmm. you know uh, Ermin Trout that, that character that was already on um, Breaking Bad right yeah. I like that character I, I f- don't really remember him from Breaking Bad I don't know I, I just didn't pay attention as much, I guess. But I love him on this show. He's super interesting as this old guy. It's like a brute. Yeah, I really think anyone who's seen Breaking Bad should watch this. For sure, yeah. Um, and I want to watch the final season already. <laughs> Sorry, I'm lagging. But uh, it's like a, the seedy underworld of, of drug dealing still. Just maybe different sides of it in another way. Yeah. Same environment. Again, like it's a prequel. It's a pretty fun to see, right? It's like Black Widow. <laughs> I think it's a little bit better than Black Widow. I mean, as a prequel, it's a, early in the story. Yeah. So it, it's also interesting seeing them. Like, they still fit for the character. No one got too old for their character. And, and I guess it's not that far away of a show. And when not released, but still, like, they all fit in the characters. They're all doing bringing their A game for these roles. It's weird because, yes, it's a prequel, but they have already played these characters. So they kind of know the ins and outs of these characters already. Yeah. So even though it takes place earlier in the story, their characters are more developed. Right. Yeah. So they, it's like, I think that's why they're better at acting. That's true. That's true. I mean, they also, some of them got big off that show, right? Like, oh, I mean, for sure. Everybody. Uh, another character, Gus Fring, right? Yeah. He, I uh, was his name, Jen. Carlo. Juan Carlo Esposito. Yeah, he got big and he's like in everything now. He's in Star Wars. He's you know, in, in a, a lot show of, I don't watch. Right. <laughs> he's in a lot of shows I don't watch. <laughs> so he, he's huge. It's hard not to see him. <laughs> 
see him through a kaleidoscope. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I love the comedy too. Like he's such a super funny character. Mm-hmm. I think um, the the Walter White character. I just I don't know if I ever believed him. I know that's the whole show, though. That's the whole yeah. thing. He's like such a stark difference from how he portrays. But it's like, let's can anyone believe this? I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wonder if you were to watch Breaking Bad. Did you finish Breaking Bad? Yeah. If you were to watch it again after Saw, like right at, right after, if you would enjoy it more. Yeah, maybe that's it. I was yeah. missing some backstory that wasn't there. <laughs> you need six seasons of backstory. <laughs> then, then I can start oh, another show. character. <laughs> uh, and the, the Easter eggs I see are there. Like I yeah. know the the connections and what happens in the other show. That's that's yeah. fun. Um, and like seeing me, there's some flash forwards, things like that, that I'll bring to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see, just see the polish on the show too. It's like this not super fun place to be or see Albuquerque, but <laughs> ouch! it's like the drama they bring to these shots of, you know, just the desert of a dry office. It's like Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's things like that, that I think the cinematography is even there too. It's not like big epics or whatever. It's just these maybe weird angles that you can really yeah. get the... They love their wide shots. Um, what's like It's like noir in some points. Like it's really yeah. shadowy shots or whatever. It brings drama. Yeah. It, every ep- episode, it's always like, there's a thing where like, what are they doing? And I think that's how they get you to like um, be hooked on the show. Because yeah, he, like so they start with a cliffhanger. He'll just yeah, he'll just start doing something like I don't know whatever collecting stuff or whatever. You don't know what it's for, and then at the end of the episode or whatever, you're like oh that's what that was for. Right, you're like scratching your chin like oh you're like with the weebay meme like oh right yeah, and it's like of course that's why he did that. Right, it all makes sense. Yeah. That's that's clever. Right, that's what <laughs> yeah. you're thinking in your head. Yeah, and that's a little bit fun too. Like how the heck does he get out of these situations? Get into them? Right, right. Um, how he's playing people. Mm-hmm. I, my one criticism, and it, it is kind of like a cartoony show at some points. My one criticism is all the people he fools look so dumb. Well, yeah, they're drug addicts. <laughs> no, no, not even like just regular old people that he interacts with that um, pass by. Yeah. He'll scam them too. And sure. they're just so like cartoony and how like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I'll do that. Yeah. Whatever. I'll give you my money. Things like that. Like, and it's fine. I, I get, I'm like suspending my disbelief. Gullible, yeah. I'm going to suspend my disbelief. It's just something I noticed. All right. You know what I'm saying? And you see it, right? I I think there are people like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I know people like that <laughs> that would get scammed really easily. Uh, maybe I don't know it and I'm getting scammed, but still. Yeah. yeah you're one of the people I know. I, <laughs> that's, that's pretty crazy. I don't know. Uh, Better Call Saul. Even if you don't, I think you don't have to have watched Breaking Bad. That's Just true. watch the show for the great television it is. Yeah. I think it should like win all the awards. It might it might be. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if, if a person that has never seen either, if they should start with Saul and continue on to Breaking Bad. That's an interesting experience. Yeah. I'm curious about that. Um, It'll be like, who's this new character? Is the main character? Is that another? <laughs> yeah, it totally <laughs> just shifts. That's the spinoff, right? Yeah. It's like Better Call Saul, the college years. There is a real life um, drug dealer guy oh, that started a, he, he created like a drug empire after like beating leukemia <laughs> or something like that. What? Or getting diagnosed with leukemia, just like Walter White's character. Really? In real life. So now they're saying he's the real life Walter White. But it was like really inspiration. <laughs> That's incredible. Really? Is he like selling the blue stuff too? I don't know. I don't know if he's like a real like science teacher or whatever, but science guy. It's just he got diagnosed with cancer and he's like, well, then I'm just going to be a drug dealer then. That's crazy. <laughs> In real life, <laughs> it's that's a TV show taught me. Yeah. Right? 
Wow. What? Was there like a sleazy lawyer that got in good with the cartels too? Probably. Yeah, I, I'm actually, yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> um, I want to see Bob Odenkirk in more of these dramatic roles. Like I think he is t- taking that leap in a few things, like yeah. that nobody movie. And that's more of an action thing, but like it doesn't all have to be comedy. I think I want to see him in maybe bigger movies in a way. Yeah, he's really great at this. I I didn't I didn't. It was a surprise for me to be honest. Yeah, when I started I think the it's, show. It's almost like in um, a lot of times his, what he's not saying. Oh, there's like these moments of him pausing, and you see him almost like a struggle in his inside about like should I do good or continue to be myself. Oh wow. <laughs> You can see the gears turning in his head yeah. in response to things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty great. All right. Uh, anything else? No, that's it. That show has been out for a while, so. Yeah. You should finish it, maybe. <laughs> what are you lagging on? All right. Well, I will finish it after this episode. Uh, just to make sure you follow us on all um, podcasts. What do you call them? Platforms. Pl- platforms. Players. Apps. Apps. Okay, even if you follow us on the regular one, download another app and follow us there too. Yeah, I love that. Do you think in the future we're gonna be there's gonna be VR versions of us doing a podcast that people are like in the room watching us, like talking to a mic? If, if AI could do it, then I'll, I'll allow it. But I don't yeah. want to have to. I don't have to re-record stuff in VR. Right. You gotta subscribe to all the platforms so you can hit our next AI episode. <laughs> or we're not even here, and you can find us on all our social medias: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're also on those platforms at the Reader Copy Podcast. All right, we'll be back next week with a brand new comic book. Until then, Daniel, can you move the outro? If you like what we had to say about the TV shows that we're creating from DC, <laughs> then tune in next week. Bye. See ya. Bye.